Welcome to the Shaped by Strength podcast. I hope you are having a beautiful holiday season. Today we are going to talk about your emotions. In this episode of Holiday Eating, we are going to dive deeper into what emotions are driving or what emotions are you trying to avoid so we can deal with those before you sit down to enjoy your holiday dinner. We are going to talk a little bit about your inner critic and we are going to release some more pressure around the holidays. This episode is sponsored by my online on-demand training program, Strength for Scuba Divers. If you are a diver looking to improve your performance in the water by working out on land, check it out. Go to shapedbystrength.com dive. I think most people would agree that the holidays are an emotional time, but a lot of times there are many emotions tied to foods and meals in general. So let's talk about your emotions today. You have probably heard the phrase emotional eating before. You might have even said yourself that you struggle with emotional eating. But what is emotional eating really? In my opinion, it is not really emotional eating. It's actually eating to avoid feeling an emotion. So today I want you to think about what are the emotions that are you not letting yourself feel? And we are going to do this this way. And this is not only specifically for the holidays. You can do this around any food or any time an emotional eating appears. I want to ask you this question. What emotion am I expecting to take care of with this food? I want you to slow down a little bit, let yourself breathe, find a safe space, and I want you to connect to yourself and to your food stories. If you have not heard the previous episodes about food stories, real quick, food stories are the memories, the stories that we tell ourselves and that we live out every time we eat food. For example, if you can recall that one specific flavor of ice cream that you ate at that one holiday at the lake with your family at that time, that, that is an example of a food story. They can be positive or negative. They can be tied to memories, feelings, relationships, to your narratives about your self-esteem, your self-control, what you are allowing yourself to experience and what you are not. Any food can have a food story in your life. And you can discover this food story and you can discover the emotions around it. So once you're in your safe space, and you ask yourself, what emotion am I expecting to take care of about this food? And you want to get in touch with your inner world. There could be so many reasons why we are turning to that specific food. For you, it might be a need for comfort, a need for nurturing or love, or even closeness. You are getting in touch with your emotions. You are getting in touch with the food story. And in that safe space, you are going to allow yourself to feel those emotions before you eat. You can connect this with other mindfulness practices like journaling or meditating or even tapping. It can also help if you just place your hand on your chest, you breathe deeply and you just let yourself feel whatever is it that you need. And then you can discover in yourself, how can I take care of this emotion? As if by the act of eating that food, you are trying to numb that emotion, you are trying not to feel it, it's probably going to come back later. And that's probably the source of all the guilt you feel about the food you eat. So you are going to let yourself feel the emotion, you are going to hold yourself through this, you are going to breathe and you are going to slowly 
make experiencing that emotion safe for you. You can still eat the food if you want to. You can eat a little bit of it. Sometimes you might want to start by eating a bite and then the emotions come much stronger when you have that taste, when you have that little bit of smell going for you. Just allow yourself to be held and be nurtured and be safe. And this is a way for you to gain clarity about those foods that you tend to feel out of control of, that we might have a lot of them in the holiday season. And this is also a way for you to practice so you don't feel that feeling of being out of control when you are surrounded by so many people. Next, there is someone really important that we need to get in touch with. And you might not like talking to them, I'm talking about your inner critic. Most of the time, when we hear our inner critic talking to us, we tend to want to ignore it. We tend to want to fight back. We want to put them in their place. We want to prove that we are right. We want to just make them shut up, right? Today, we are going to take a little bit of a different approach. And I found that this approach is actually more meaningful. I used to be that person that would tell their inner critic to shut up. I would name her mean names. I saw that tip online somewhere and I thought it sounded good. Oh yeah, you're like an inner Karen, right? But that is actually distancing yourself from taking care of the reasons why that inner critic is there in the first place. So today, in relation with getting in touch with your emotions, and especially if that work is making your inner critic louder. We are going to give your inner critic sort of a holiday gift. We are actually going to listen to them. What are they saying? And more importantly, where are they coming from? Usually when an inner critic speaks up, it means that there's some kind of pain or hurt or negative experience or negative emotion that they are trying to avoid from having you experience. And this is specific to you and your life. Your inner critic might sound like a real critic you had at some point in your life. Your inner critic might sound like a mean girl from a movie or a show. Your inner critic might just be your own voice, just the worst of you. But today we are going to see them as somebody who is trying to avoid feeling pain, who is trying to protect you from pain. We are going to turn to the inner critic with compassion, curiosity, and openness. The point is to try and understand and relieve the inner critic. How long have you heard this critical voice in your head? I know for me, sometimes I think it's just always been there. I can't, I can't even remember when it started. So if this was a real person trying to shout warnings for that many years every day, they would be really tired, right? So the critic is definitely a part that needs that curiosity, that needs that openness, and that might even need a little bit of love from you. What is an example of an inner critic? You might have a voice in your head telling you, don't put that on, you look stupid in that dress. When actually what that voice means is that we have been criticized before for wearing something that we wanted, for going out on a limb. I don't want you to feel that anymore, that hurt. So I'm just going to do my best to make sure that you avoid getting in that situation. 
And you might have more than one inner critic. Inner critics can come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, and they can say all sorts of things. Sometimes we can even think that, yeah, this is more of a protective voice, especially the inner critics around diet and nutrition that sound exactly like diet culture. Main thing is that whenever that inner critic is speaking, there's some kind of emotional turmoil. That's what you want to use to get in touch with them because the inner critic is feeling emotions as well. So once you can connect there, once you can listen to them, you can hear them out again. Do this in your safe space. You can use journaling. You can use meditation. You can use any other tool that you like. Your objective is to try and understand and relieve the critic from its long, tired, painful work. This might not happen the first time you turn to them. You might have to do this every time you hear them speak. That's fine. This is just something that you can use to relieve those emotions. And finally, a message I want to leave you with before you go and enjoy the rest of the holiday season. And if you haven't been following my 31 Joyous Challenge on social media, I also explored this in one of the posts. It's an anti-challenge for December, where we are not trying to be tough or do a thousand squats. We are trying to get in touch with our joy. It is still going on every day in December on Shaped by Strengths Instagram, Facebook, and on my LinkedIn. So wherever you hang out, you can find it. And the last message for today is that holidays are not the only days we overeat. And I'm telling you this to release that pressure. Because that tends to be a lot around it. Tends to be a lot of judgment around this time. We are just expecting to feel horrible at the end of December. And then we can just drive straight into it come January and just hand over our money and hand over our bodies and hand over our self-esteem to the billion dollar diet industry, right? And all of our problems are going to be solved, right? And that's, that's usually not how it works. You might have heard January 17th is the National Day of Giving Up because that's when most resolutions fizzle out. And it starts right here in December. And that's why I want to remind you that if you are experiencing emotions, if you are experiencing issues with control, if you are experiencing any kind of hardship around diet and nutrition at this time, it's probably not that special after all. So you can stop blaming the food, you can stop blaming yourself, and you can stop blaming the holidays too. And the way you will work around this is pretty much the same work you would do any other time of the year. You are going to get in touch with your inner world, your hunger and your fullness cues. My hunger scale is available to you. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's free. It's an intuition-based nutrition tool that's super easy to use. It's also in the resources tab on my story highlights on Instagram. So you get in touch with your hunger, you get in touch with your fullness, and then you're going to work on cleaning up restrictions and cleaning up some negative beliefs. And stay with me for the rest of December. We are going to get more into why you feel like you need to do an extreme diet once January comes. And 
For the rest of this month, we are also going to work on resolutions, sorting good resolutions from bad ones and making sure that we find the resolutions that fit you so you are not going to be one of those people that are giving up on January 17th. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I would love to stay in touch and make sure you don't miss any of the good stuff that I put out. You can go to shapedbystrength.com for all of my social media links to sign up to my newsletter and also to find out about the Strength for Scuba Divers program and any new programs coming up. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful rest of your holiday season and remember to be shaped by strength.